to Organizing with Ease. I'm Deanna Mall with Days to Clutter. And I'm Zenit Seaman with Firefly Bridge Organizing. This is where we talk about ways to make organizing easy so that you can enjoy our daily lives in less stress. Welcome to episode, wow, number 89. Wow. There's so much happening in the world of organizing this month and also in our own worlds right here in the 305. So in this episode, we're going to let you in on what we're working on for you this year. We'll talk about the news, the trends in organizing, and we're also really excited about attending our very first podcasting conference this week, which we're so looking forward to. Why don't we talk about that first, Zena? Sure. Podfest yes. of 2024. <laughs> Podfest. Well, Podfest is one of the large podcasting conferences, and it's a fantastic event for education, for meeting and connecting with other podcasters. And so we feel really fortunate to be able to go this year. It's our first Podfest, our first podcasting conference. It's also Podfest's 10th anniversary. So the 10th year that they've put on this event, they're well-known globally. And so, hey, if any of you are podcasters or you're thinking about maybe starting up a podcast, look into it. It's in Orlando this year. And if you're planning on going, we would love to meet up with you there. So please let us know if you'll be there. So Deanna, this is our first podcasting conference. What what are you what do you think we'll get the most out of? What are you looking mo- the most forward to? Oh my gosh, there's just so much of potential things that I really wish to get out of attending this PodFest conference. And yes, it is the 10th annual, which I'm actually excited to be attending. Um, So let's see, I guess networking opportunities, right? Uh, To attract other podcasters um, in the industry. Um, Learning and education, I think is super exciting because there's going to be various sessions, workshops, panels. and about the podcasting, which is great, um, exposure to new technologies, because I seem to sometimes have technical challenges. Um, oh, and too. so, you know, every single with week. The, <laughs> yes. So, you know, showcasing the latest podcasting tools, equipments. Uh, I think I would love to, that's like on my number one, it's actually number three, but I mean, just sharing with you, it is yeah. definitely on my top yeah. five. Yes. Um, promotion and visibility about the PodFest, uh, you know, conference and how it may pr- provide like opportunities for us mm-hmm. to showcase our work, um, attract new listeners, uh, and to, just to see, just to see how we can actually take our podcast to the next level. Um, industry insights, you know, the latest developments, the trends in podcasting, I think is really important just so that we can be up on our game, right? Um, also, just, I don't know, access to experts and as influencers, as, you know, speakers, and just the benefit of attending to have that direct access to these experts and gaining their advice and insights that can elevate our podcasting efforts. Um, and then at the end of the day, to kind of like, you know, make it fun and entertaining. And so beyond the educational and the professional aspects of the conference, I'm hoping to actually enjoy all of those experiences. Yeah. And all the people who are in there. I, I totally agree with you. I think that's a great list. And I feel like we're still the podcasting newbies. So we're, we're still figuring it all out. So this I think is is our a great chance for us to meet others who have been there who are who are doing what we want to be doing with the podcast. So I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be fun. 
It is going to be fun. <laughs> so it's going to be in Orlando, and it's going to be fun yes. out of the 305. <laughs> so as we mentioned in our last episode, January is NAPO Go Month, Get Organized Month. Organizers across, all across the country are volunteering their time and expertise in various ways to help their communities start the year off organized. NAPO's nationwide Go Month project this year is to declutter and donate books to organizations and literacy programs in need, not only to help clients and organizations to declutter their spaces, but also to keep those books out of those landfills or recycling centers when there's often a need for them elsewhere. So if you're a professional organizer and want to take part, go to napo.net and get all the details for how to get involved. And if you're an organization who would like to receive help to declutter and organize, contact a NAPO organizer in your area. You'll find the member directory at napo.net as well. Yeah, and I'll just add also, if you're just clearing out your own books at home or from your office and you'd like to identify someplace where you can donate them, contact your local NAPO organizer for their recommendations. And as Deanna mentioned, you can find the member directory at napo.net and apo.net. So go ahead and do that. And we can get all of us involved in NAPO Go Month, NAPO Get Organized Month. Love it. Totally love that. Now, how about the organizing trends we've been seeing? Seen it? What have you been noticing here? Talk about that. I'm so excited. This is a great topic. This is this has been fun because you know we see just as in in any industry there are things that come and go. And in organizing, what what I've noticed this year is people are looking at their spaces a little differently. And rather than than wanting, a lot of people are are kind of not really looking forward to the big giant great room areas, it's difficult for them to stay organized in that kind of a space where everything is open for everyone to see. And so a lot of people are trying, are going back to thinking of spaces as, as very structured, smaller spaces. And in fact, um, last week there was an article in the wall street journal about snugs, (laughs) snugs and UGS is, uh, typically a room that's, that was, that's found in, in British homes. It's, a tiny kind of like a den space, small, very cozy. It can be for watching TV, but it could also be just for hanging out very intimately as a family or with your friends. It's a very comfortable room and hence the word, the word snug, I think it makes, gives you that feel of being a a small cozy room. And I even saw, um, Emily Henderson, I follow her on Instagram, and her own family room is kind of a grand version of a snug in that the walls and the ceilings are painted the same color. It's a moody, kind of a darker color, but it makes when you when you paint your ceiling the same color as the walls, especially when it's a dark color, of course, it makes the whole room feel smaller, more intimate, more cozy. Um, and I think that's going to be kind of a trend ongoing this year. So in the world of organizing, what that means is that snug, that smaller space, that enclosed room is going to feel separate from the rest of your house. So organizing it might feel a little easier than organizing a great big great room. That's what I'm seeing. How about you? What are, what's one of the trends that you're seeing this year? Um, yeah, I'm seeing trends that are leaning heavily towards optimizing home spaces. So I guess that's mm-hmm. probably where you're at on those snugs. Um, and that 
as professional organizers, we are, well, I've seen this also with my clients already, jumpstarting the new year, Mm -hmm. focusing on creating functional and aesthetically pleasing home environments. So, you know, now that the majority of us work from home, and so, you know, that remote work that, you know, we need to find a place to design home offices that are not only practical, but are also conducive to the productivity for that busy mom, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or the or the or the dads that now stay at home as well, um, and try to separate their areas. Um, maybe they don't. Maybe they have to share their home office together. Right. So how does that work, right? right? Yeah. Um, and then also the sustainability. Um, in regards to that, you know, basically trying to promote the use of eco-friendly storage options that, you know, that is really good um, organizing solutions, um, encouraging clients. I know we say this a lot to our clients, but to encourage clients to declutter responsibly through recycling and donation, because that's really important as well. Um, and then, of course, you know, what you had mentioned earlier, but the multifunctional spaces, you know, flexibility, living arrangements where we have to come up with multifunctional spaces. So like I said, you could actually even take that home office and then transform it into a workout room or a guest room if your home office is going to be relocated somewhere else. So, you know, got it. Yeah. before it was a home office. Now let's see, we could use that space for something else mm-hmm. that everybody in the house can work, look into. Yep. But I thought that was what was interesting on another trend for organizing is that there are actually going out of style trends, organizing trends in the 2024 year. Okay. Um, okay. So um, I thought, I don't know, this was in the um, Real Simple. Um, I don't know if you read Real Simple, but I, I like it. Uh, it's a great little magazine article. And there are some products that are actually worth keeping, of course, but then there's some that for this year they're saying it's coming to an end. So take this for where we're at, but, you know, sometimes it's just how it is. So basically, you know, um, black velvet hangers, as we all know, has been on Pinterest, Instagram, Mm -hmm. Instagram. Um, We use it as well, right? Those black velvet hangers. Um, but now try to, you know, replace them maybe with acrylic hangers. Oh, my goodness. Um, (laughs) Supposedly, they're a fraction of the cost. Ah. So, okay, so that it's the clear, slim hangers that can replace. Um, You know, it's about the look, the slim look. Um, Maybe go with a different color than black. Maybe go with gray, white, wooden. And they also have now the rubberized hangers, too. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that I've never liked the velvet hangers. I, For me, I like to be able to slide my shirts off of those hangers. And also yes. when, when I'm putting shirts, even my husband's shirts onto like dress shirts onto a hanger, they, they, they really attach your shirts, your, the fabric to them. Yes. It's really hard to move them around and get them straight. I just don't like them. I just don't use them. Of course, my clients want to use them. That's perfectly fine. And, and we'll work with them. But from my own closet, I have wooden hangers. And for my kids, um, at, at college, when they went to college, slim hangers are amazing because it just really creates more space. So if you're, you're like me and you've got big fat wooden hangers, but you need more space in your closet, those big fat wooden hangers are probably not the way to go. You probably want to look for a slim hanger, but like you said, Deanna, slim hangers, slim hangers come in 
various different styles. So the the plain old yes. acrylic ones, but also plastic ones with just a little rubber uh, cover on the edges, yeah. on the shoulders. Yes. And that'll prevent yes. your shirts from, from falling, falling off. off. <laughs> but I can still slide stuff off of there if I need to. Exactly. For me, they're much easier exactly. to use than that. That it out for sure. And um, yeah, and so like, you know, last year was the craze that took over the pantries in 2023 was the clear cookie jars. <laughs> right, the Chloe Kardashian right? cookie. Yes. The, right, that would be correct. The popular uh, by uh, Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> However, Martha Stewart says now that it's becoming outdated <laughs> um, and that now that is the Kardashian cookie jar is a thing of the past. Oh, wow. So, yes. So how about that? Then, of course, you know, the fancy labels on everything from snacks to cleaning supplies has been like this organizing social trend all over. We yeah. know that yeah. as well. Yep. But now, why don't you just um, say, gone are the days of those overly prominent and excessive labeling, quote unquote. <laughs> um, but how about if you just go, and this is actually interesting because I actually use this as well for my clients. So I guess I've, it's like an in-trend, out-of-trend, but I'm still using it, constant trend for me. Mm-hmm. You can use those uh, decorative chalkboard labels oh, yeah. where, you know, you could actually, you know, clear it and change it and write whatever so it. i've Super used it. right exactly so yeah so that's actually pretty funny um so that's what you know martha stewart use says you could use that as well yeah. um extreme decanting um <laughs> keeping things organized decanting. extreme decanting so um oh, this is kind of funny the days yeah. of meticulously decanting pre-packed foods for display are also coming to an end um <laughs> while pantries filled with clear bins for absolutely everything has become a quote-unquote symbol of pandemic era obsession with perfectly <laughs> organized homes yes. Yes. so i'm like okay um, because she's, I, I will say, huh? I mean, the, the thing about the clear bin, okay, so maybe you don't need clear bins for everything. And guess what? Your cereal could stay in a, in a box or in the bag, you know, the, your, especially your backup. You don't have to take everything mm-hmm. out of every box, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. but being able to see how much you've got left of something is for me, I have to know how many cookies are left in that in that cookie box. You'll never know unless you like, you have to open every single cookie box to see what's left. Or it also prevents you from overbuying. If you've got a box of, of crackers and you're going to the store, Oh, I need more crackers. These ones might be running out. When you come back, you open that box and it's full and you've just overpurchased. So some things decanted make perfect sense for me and other things don't. So I, I I guess I kind of agree with that. I totally, I totally agree, but I actually do like, not that all of my I mean, like majority are clear, but I also take the low riser um, Mm -hmm. bins Yes, for like the can, because I need to see, as you said, uh, whether or not you have enough, you know, spaghetti sauce or do you have enough mustard backup or do you know your, um, you know, whatever it might be. You're right. You don't need to decant every single cereal box because that would be, you know. (laughs) <laughs> an extreme, right? Unless you have like a family of 20. Right. But what I'm right. saying is, is that you're absolutely correct. You can decant to a certain point, but then, you know, you don't. And then of course, we're back to space. Do you have, does your right. pantry have the space? So, you know, it's a hit, it's a hit and miss. That's what I say. That's yeah. what I say. It's a hit or miss. So here's another one. And we actually, on this note, Zenit, we actually have talked about it. It's the rolling carts everywhere. As you know, I love, love anything on wheels. I love rolling carts. Yeah. But it has to serve its purpose, right? Yeah. So here, evidently, 
um, because it's been on social media for years now. Cards are a great way to, you know, corral the craft supplies, extra pantry in small kitchens, whole things like the diapers and wipes in nursery. Mm -hmm. But evidently, um, they are coming about too handy or too flexible. And, you know, so that's what they're saying. Um, They needed to be a little bit more of an open design um, where there needs to be more access and flexibility. So I'm just saying you could use a cabinet. They're saying to use a cabinet or drawers to be a better, more streamlined solution. I mean, if you've got keeping items. That's if you have the space. Like we had talked about that better as well, right? So if you don't have the space and a rolling cart does help you with that, then of course, take that rolling cart for it. Yeah. Right. Again, because it can be used other way, other way, even in the laundry room. We, we talked about that. Um, um, also, um, they talked about, it's really funny how they're talking now about tapered bins. We're back to the bins and the baskets again. Uh, tapered sides, wasted space can detract from the clean visual you are, uh, creating when organizing. So, you know, tapered um, bins are, are a pet peeve of mine. Like I don't understand why would somebody create a bin to put somewhere and then the sides are slanted or sloped so that really yep. the bottom of the bin is smaller than the top and the opening. You can't fit yep. enough in there. I want straight sided no, bins. Our I cabinets right. are all straight sided. Yes, Our cabinets are not right. tapered. Yes, so, yes, so, yes. so I'm, I, I actually, for this one, this one I have to agree on. And I think you, you are doing the same is yeah. that let's just opt for that straight sided bins that line up. That's I'm it. I'm with you. <laughs> so yeah so those are the ins and the outs for the 2024 yeah. so well and yes. I, so i'll yes. say that the other the two two more trends that i've seen one is sustainability sustainability you've mentioned i think this is already trending up in the world of organizing less plastic more natural materials yes. but also yep. upcycling to use things you already have in your home what this does is it makes your home less showcased i think and more curated by you more personalized so instead of buying a big, clear glass cylindrical vase that's been trending for a couple of years now. You can use the vintage glasses that you already own for a row of, of buds on your entry table instead of a, a you know big, clear vase of, of twigs, that kind of thing. It, it's yeah. just you know ways of creating a less staged and a more authentic look. And so, like we said, instead of buying new, clear plastic containers for your pantry, but you want clear containers? We'll take an afternoon and go thrifting for glass containers. And likely, they won't all be perfectly matching. But you're again, you're using what's already out there, available, rather than purchasing something brand new, creating demand for brand new plastic or glass containers. Your pantry is going to feel less staged, and yet you'll still be able to organize it well because you'll be able to label the containers. You'll, you'll be able to see how much of everything that you have. So I do see that as sustainability as being a big trend this year. And then the other thing that I think is going to be a trend, I'm, I'm just calling it right now, it's going to be an uptick in fixing culture. I think more and more people really want to be able to fix things they own rather than dispose of them and buy new. And that can be Oh, yeah. DIY. DIY. Anything from clothing to containers to small appliances. And last week I saw, uh, so right now, Minnesota, New York, and California have each passed a right to repair act for consumer electronics. And that requires expanded access to repair materials like parts, tools, and documentation, and even software for a longer period of time. Up until now, as you know, if something went wrong with your iPhone, the screen 
broke or something yep. like that, you pretty much are stuck with having to take it to the Apple store to get it fixed. Not because anyone else doesn't want to fix it, but because they don't have access to the tools and the documentation from Apple to be able to, to repair it. And so that is slowly changing so that you might be able to take your, and I'm just calling out Apple, but it could be any uh, manufacturer of, of smartphones or a small electronics in your home, you can take that to any repair shop or have any repair person come in if your state has passed a, a law like this that requires those manufacturers to lay open their, their documentation now, provide access to the materials, to the tools and the parts for anyone to be able to repair them. Even yourself, if you're so inclined, you could maybe replace your own iPhone screen if you have those skills. Oh. But, um, yeah, YouTube, YouTube is the best resource. Your friend. <laughs> yes. It is your best friend. Just have that on, on speed, on speed touch. Yes. But so like when said, in doubt, yeah. when in doubt, go to, go, go to, to YouTube. YouTube. If YouTube doesn't have it anymore, then yeah. you just, then you just kind of Google. Yeah. But yeah, we, but like, we do that here in our, our household a lot. Yeah. Like a lot. And like yeah, I said, we, it's the, it's we the, fix our, we fix our things. Right. We fix our own. Right. Because yeah. you said it's the, yeah. the DIY, the do you it yourself, yeah. um, the culture. And I do foresee a trend mm -hmm. back for people to learn some of the, the skills that they've maybe done without for years. Like, you know, minor sewing. How do I sew on a button? How do I fix a hem? A little bit of soldering, yep. you know, that type of thing. Gardening themselves. Right. And I'm not yes. talking a huge garden, but some small little kitchen garden, that kind of thing. Yep. I see all those things coming back. Well, that's kind of nice because, yeah. I mean, I grew up that way. So it kind of did lo get lost in the... Uh, over the years, but it's kind of nice to see that they're yep. coming back. Yeah, definitely coming back. So now let's talk about what's happening in our own world, in our own organizing businesses, the things that we're doing this year. And what I am focusing on this year is getting back to organizing our homes so that we can focus on other things, which means for me, there is a place for organizing little by little and, and getting things done day by day. But w the people that I'm focusing on right now in the first part of this year are the people who really need to get their homes organized quickly so that they can focus on doing the other things they want to do. And so that's part of uh, what I'm going to be working on with my clients this year is getting them moving quickly but also with support, with guidance. So I'm not just going to teach you how to do something and then throw you out there to do it, but I'm going to work with you through it over a course of, of a very set number of weeks to get that home organized, to get yourself in a place where you feel you are now in control of your home and you're not going to be reorganizing again in two months, in three months, where things are in place and you are able to keep it organized in just minutes a day. So that's kind of where I, what I'm focusing on through the first part of this year. And how about you, Deanna? What's going on in your world? Well, in my world. Uh, so I did have for January the, my annual, you know, uh, challenge, decluttering challenge, yes. little by little. Yes. Um, I am helping my clients work with the beginning stages and doing the inspiration and getting them motivated to start looking at their homes a little bit differently mm. because Fantastic. I do feel that every home is uh, is their own sanctuary and it needs to be enjoyed and it needs to be lived in and there's certain ways to get to there so I will be supporting all of my clients and all of my listeners and all of my followers sharing tips and ideas of how to get there 
Um, and then of course, you know, one-on-one coaching and then group. So, you know, that's also, um, available for, um, everyone to, uh, to be partaking in, um, which I'm excited to be able to share with everyone. Um, I do feel that inspiration for, to others is where I'm at because it's for everyone, for all of us, even for you and I, Zenit, um, our own homes. We should be able to walk oh, in. Yeah. It should be able to be, you should be able to walk into your home and just be like, oh, you know, instead of like, oh, here we go again, you know, like there are the shoes. <laughs> the shoes are not where they're supposed right, to be, right. you know, like, so how do you get there, right? So how do you get there? Like where, where, what are the steps to get to where you want your home to be? And that yeah. is my focus for the first half of the year. I love that. I love that. I think that's so valuable. Well, we want to thank you all for joining us today. So please leave us a quick review. Reviews help others to find our podcast. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss a new episode. Remember that the new episode comes out every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Join us again next week for more organizing ideas and tips. Until next week. Bye.